everybody, welcome back to the Senseless and Sentless Podcast. It's your host with the most, Big Sean C. How's everybody doing? It's Friday evening. Still a few minutes left before the AM. Right now, having a couple beers, checking out the Jill Rogan Experience Podcast. Just reminded me of a brutal tale that happened this past week. Uh, poor Sage Northcutt. This kid cannot catch a break. Um, you know, some people say silver spoon fed, easy route to the top, but I'll tell you, getting there, staying on top has not been easy for Sage Northcutt. This KO loss is going to set this kid back quite a while, in my opinion. Uh, I think it was eight fractures to his face. Eight fractures and a nine-hour surgery. Now, I know Sage is an optimistic kid and always sees the glass half full. But you got to think, with all the opportunities that a guy like Sage Northman has outside the octagon, you got to start questioning how bad, how much is he going to want to fight because a nine-hour surgery to your face when you're Sage Northcutt and have Hollywood opportunities, a modeling career possibly waiting for you outside of fighting, you really want to be mangled for, you know, maybe maybe uh, a short-term profitable gain but the longevity of your overall career you gotta think it's just taking a big hit not to mention the confidence factor i mean personally after a surgery like that after that intense of a knockout at a young age like that you gotta think that that's gonna have lasting effects as far as confidence you gotta, I'm really curious to see when, if he fights again, how he reacts getting hit in that side of the face. Because I would be like, shit, my face gonna break again? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Unless, you know, maybe they put some like titanium plates in there and shit, and then start feeling like Iron Man. That'd be cool. But yeah, that knockout to Sage Northcutt. I think was heard not only across the nation but on the fucking moon. Um, forgive me, I can't think of the gentleman's name who knocked him out right now, but I know he's a longtime Muay Thai fighter. Uh, I believe he's 37 years old. You know, a thousand fights. Trained back in the day. Uh, Brendan Schaub had mentioned on JRE with him and Rashad Evans, and he's so to put a, a guy like that up against a young kid in Sage Northcutt, I just don't see the upside for the promotion or for Sage. Obviously, uh, let me get his name here. Sage, respect. Can you do me a favor, producer here? Big shout out Shane Harvest. Shane, say hi to him. Yeah, I'm here. He's here. Uh, leader of production, Shane Harper. Uh, Sage Northcutt's birth. I suppose if Sage manages to win that fight, it's a win for Sage 
But at what cost? First Cosmo. Cosmo, okay. Cosmo Alexander. Cosmo Alexander, who is not a household name, but has KO'd it. as a world-class striker, uh, uh, an, one of the best fighters in the world, not known by the general public, so the upside to the promotion, I don't see it, if Chase Northcutt wins that fight, he's beating somebody that nobody really knows, and if he loses that fight, which he does in brutal fashion, who are they going to promote this Cosmo Alexander, he's 37 years old, Chase Northcutt is 22, he's already a superstar. I just don't, I don't see how the upside for the promotion in that one. Not to mention sports age. Alright, moving on from that. It's pretty low budget production we got over here. Our producer over here smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer, playing poker. It's supposed to be coming up with some Oh, God. How about this, Michael Bisping being robbed? <laughs> six of them roll up on motorcycles that surround you, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's a little bit sketchy. Oh, uh, the main thing is all the heavy action and uh, sensation. Showing this fear and whatnot and only seems illegal that aren't normally dangerous and somebody thinks that you're like scared of them or whatever, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna act in a different sport or... Sensitive. 
you're timid and they feed off that. Yeah, like or like not even it's not that they're trying to dog feed off it. it. It's just that you know most people are like, well, why are you scared? And then they start like, well, that's like a death rotting you if they feel they can take advantage of it because you're in what they see as being that type of person. And in those places in the world, they're, 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 they're looking for an easy yeah. target. Those are, those it's those like are every situation. Though. If you're soft, you're gonna be an easy yeah. target. But there's places people. like that everywhere in the world. And there's people are poor, right? Oh yeah, poor. I'm walking around there with my gold chain on, ignorantly, my cell phone in my hand, looking at the music. Yeah. Play a walk at Target. Yeah, pretty much. An easy Target, too. Well, especially when there's a few of them, right? The majority yeah. of them all hunt in packs, so you're never going to get one-on-one. But on, on one hand, um, it's exactly how you said. If you're walking around timid of that experience, you're, they're going to expose that right yeah but in that situation like that once I, I realized the potential danger of the situation i started leaving like my chain and my phone at home oh yeah then i'm just walking around and there's coming around so I, I only have a certain amount of money on me yeah. and i just start being generous just so people come and talk to me i just oh tip them yeah. I just, oh hey what's up man buy them a beer <laughs> and then quickly you you befriend them yeah, um, you gotta be careful. Travel. Always, always. So, well, when I lived in Winnipeg, it was always sketchy, like walking around downtown at night or this and that. You know, random people coming up to you, oh, wanna buy this, wanna buy that, and it's just like random shit. And half the time, it was like, you know, if you didn't kind of give them respect to a sort, but if you didn't answer what they asked you, and like more or less in how you said it, tell them to like, properly you either got treated with you know oh what you know uh, you're better than me or you know and, and then it starts into some kind of an argument where so you're, you're taking any down. little reason oh yeah to start up yeah and if they feel disrespected yeah yeah i mean i have nothing against natives i believe that's our murder capital right like canada well it was at whatever point but
art and in their history. And it's unfortunate that in reality it is our fault. It is the Northerners' fault for basically coming in saying we now want to colonize your land um, and do this and do that. And basically like sold it from under them, gave them booze and you know, they tried to live their ways, but as time kicked on, we were stealing their children, fortunately, the things, like, it was a very rough... Well, poverty will, ma- will, will make good people do bad things. It's that simple. Like, that's it's not level. even the fact that they're poverty. It's just the fact that they all get into this... Uh, I don't even know. Well, there's one, one chief of the tribe. He, through the government, to pay people, he had a fairly big community of people to help, uh, you know, keep going. Over a million dollars that he had gotten or whatever, he like more or less kept it all for him and his family. And him and his family, you know, lived all high and mighty while the rest of the, the fucking community was Also, this chief like, uh, was supposed to distribute the funds. government money that we give him. And he was just kept it for himself. Yeah. So that doesn't look good. But And the other time, there's another place up, uh, I think it was northern Ontario. I know it was some place in Ontario I gotta where say, a whole fucking Canadian. village. You know, the Canadian experience growing up, especially in uh, Ottawa, Ontario, this government town of political correctness. You know, you'll see now on these other shows and podcasts and everyone in the States talking about social justice lawyers and having to, you can't, certain words you can or can't say and all the repercussions of it. Well, growing up in Canada, we've had uh, that for a long time in a political town like this. We're definitely ahead of the curve. To an extent, I mean. In that regard. And I grew up, I grew up not only in school, we learning our history, and we learn about our roots and the Aboriginal people. But again, the amount of knowledge I learned in high school, I mean, I've already, I've been out for eight years, going on nine now. But from what I understand, what I learned, the majority of it was either fluffed over, or it wasn't spoken in the amount of detail that it should be spoken but I'm saying which is the fact of our culture as Canadians we are not disconnected to the Aboriginal people we celebrate them we do in many ways the the way a lot of people have been looking at the whole you know native issue is that most people feel that we're just giving them money well someone give me money but like the the reality of it is when they signed the, the treaty that was signed uh, for the natives, the native treaty that we have, you know, it states that the land is theirs, all land, and that we have to pay them to use land, and we have to talk to them and ask them for putting it, anything on the You know, Canada land. is so vast, and there's so many protective Aboriginal land. No, but what I'm now, saying let's is, not get too they, uh, let's yeah. this is, this is going off the rails, and that's probably boring for the listeners. I don't want to get too off the rails. I want to keep the point short and sweet on this. Yeah. But I will say one thing, and this applies to other things as well. But you know, the white man did this to them, or this, or this. Or well, I personally didn't do anything to anybody, and I'm no. sympathetic to. Uh, I'm sympathetic to the history of the nation, and I am patriotic, and I take pride in that. Yeah. But I also, uh, I've seen many times people play the race card. Yes, and but I've also seen on many occasions as well that people, you know, talking down or treating, or, or, you know, seeing the native person on the bus and just more or less talking shit. Because when do you of, see that? All the time, man. 
They see them talking shit to Nate over. Yeah, I do. I just see them like pointing nice. or fucking, you know. Well, no, not. That's the other thing too. They've made this stigma amongst what we know as they're drunks and they're alcoholics, and they're, that's the stigma that we put out there. And the stereotypes, first of all, if you believe in all stereotypes, you're a dick. No, I do not. But however, well, did you know that there's medical reason why uh, Native people are addicted to more profound addicted to alcohol and get more intoxicated? It's like a, a don't even get intoxicated, thing. though, but that only occurs in the generations of when we Google that to make sure I'm not talking shit. I'm not talking shit. I've seen it. Can you Google that for me? Native people have a genetic uh, something with alcohol. But uh, I can't look it up right now, man. This is my producer, by the way, folks. Alright, moving on. Aboriginal people pick up of all respect to all walks yeah. of life. I've said it many times, and I'll say it here on the podcast. People ask me uh, what my faith is and my religious stand. I grew up Catholic, baptized, I went through all that. Uh, not so much that I'm against any. I'm not really against any religion. I think faith and hope is a very beautiful thing. For me personally, I, my motto is don't be a cunt. You know? Well, just be nice to all. It doesn't matter don't what you cunt. practice. Anything that you're practicing, the main principle behind it is be good to those, be good to everybody. Just don't be a cunt. People. I mean, the whole thing is just respecting people. Like, man, I was at the, <laughs> I was at the park with Ariana today, and there was a girl, a black, a black girl, maybe, probably, she's probably ten or twelve, but she was a little bit slow, you could tell. And uh, there was two other girls sitting there. Their mom was sitting off in the distance, but I like to play with my daughter, so I'm always on the play truck, having fun, this and that. And um, the two other black girls started making fun of the one slower girl. Just like really rude shit. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, look at her, look at her, blah blah. blah. They weren't saying it out loud. At the same point in context, like people discriminate. You look any different? You, you know, people for whatever reason. I don't know if parents, you know, kids are cruel. That's not. No, but kids are cruel. But it's they learn it from kids somewhere. Were, you weren't cruel. Kids weren't cruel no, to you. Kids were cruel to me all the time. Yeah, but yeah, I was right. never cruel to anybody unless they showed me disrespect and that's the only time I ever turned the tables. I'm guilty of growing up. I had low self-esteem and was bullied because of a, well, you know, a weight issue or this or that. And so when I can remember points in my high school, my academic career, where I, I was bullied at times. And I think that kids are, I think kids are cruel and I think you, you're kind of, you're vulnerable at that point in your life. And you're trying to figure I out was a bully once when I was trying to in grade school, five or six. But no, sorry, grade five or six. And yeah, I do remember bullying, but at the same point in time, the only reason why I was bullying is because I was bullied all the time for well, my buck feet, for well, once it got going, the whole reason why people bullied me is because I was an easy switch. You know, you poked me a few times, you say a few things. <laughs> my brother, my dad gave me one comment. He said, he's like, shame for you, sticks and stones. Won't hurt, won't break your bones, but names will fucking screw you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes names, it's just like, you know, you gotta, I feel like you gotta think more about what you say and how you say it. And... <laughs> I'm 
gotta say, I am totally for progressive change in this world where people have the right to be who they want to be. And But I also grew up in a time when, you know, if your friend was acting like an idiot, you'd say, dude, you're such a faggot. And it wasn't a, a homosexual slur. It didn't mean anything like no, that. No, but that's the thing. You can also... And now you have to be so careful about who you're well, offending. No, but it's also about trying to build up the world. Oh, well, the world language the, barrier, you too. You gotta take it all in context. But it's, it's the fact that before, nobody ever thought about everybody else. Nobody cared about that's how not. other... Th- no, but it's nobody really gave a shit about how other things might make you feel. No, that's not it. We didn't have social media then. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. No, it, it's made, it's made us... So able to be everybody more self-aware, right? Instead of just you saying that and uh, everybody laughs, but like how that per- person might feel about it is, you know. I think that context means a lot, and if you have to take everything into context, like let's say I'm sitting here right now with you, and I'm like Shane, Google this for me, and then you don't, and I'm like, oh Shane's being a little bitch. But now, okay. Bitch, oh, it's a derogatory word, shouldn't use it. I'm sitting here with my friend, and I say it like that. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's different, too. It's also case in point, like, who now you're around with. If you're sitting at a bar, you haven't really met I'm this guy. I'm talking to a girl, and I say, oh, and I'm talking to her, and I say, you're a little bitch. Now, you see what I'm saying? That well, that's wrong. a very, yeah, that's wrong. Or, like, somebody's so, just met or something. Yeah, or somebody you just met, he doesn't really know you, and, you know, he does something, and you just, you know, you kind of go off at him and put a few jabs as far as like... Like, are we supposed to be politically correct in high school, right? No, I'm supposed to say whatever you have. I mean... But that's the other thing, too. You should be able to say whatever you need to say. That is, that, that is in our constitution that we have a freedom of speech, freedom to talk, freedom to speak our mind and let our voice be heard. And that's a big thing that I feel we're really, like, pushing the boundaries on. We're really, like the right for me to say how I feel about certain things. And, I don't know, I, with everything going on, my main fucking view on it all is it's all fucking bullshit. Everybody can just stop with this whole black thing. Well, it's the people that are actually doing the hate crimes and whatnot. Those are people we need to be fucking bitching about. Not this whole battle of black and white. Like, uh, just... Everybody, we're all black. Even, we're all I think we're, though. I think we're it's black, we're white. removed it's from black, white now. And now it's about transgender. And but, see, transgender, in the end, is still only just another thing. I don't know. It was always there before. Not in the I know, end. but now it's a big deal. You have to be careful it's how you say and this and that. And, you know, that's the thing, though. Um, science is, doesn't matter anymore. I was, I was listening, like I was listening to... Uh, I heard they just made transgender women for the like Olympic wrestling or something like that. Holy. That's not fair. Oh, oh, yeah, so this video a I was watching. Different genetics in a this, woman. Uh, this video I was watching was talking to. I'm not sure I haven't heard from Transgender men competing in the Olympics is 
or, or as, as women, I mean, what if you're willing to practice your whole life, dedicated yourself to be the best you can be, and then Larry puts on a wig and some lipstick and tells you he decides he's a woman. Well, see, that's wrong, but then again, you here also, crushes your record. You also look at um, the women in the Olympics that have a high testosterone level. Not that they take anything for testosterone, just they have a higher testosterone. They are women with men attributes. With some transgender? No, they're fully women. Who? A few Olympic athletes. Okay. We have, and a few other countries have, like, women athletes uh-huh. that just, they produce more testosterone. Because they're on steroids. steroids. No, they're not. They're telling these women that they have to take um, estrogen. Yeah, estrogen hormone to bring down their testosterone in order to compete. I don't believe that. They are. Show me, show, show me a fact. You gotta be facts. Well, I know I so, read So, it. everybody's different. So, like... But again, okay, so I'm getting back to the video that I saw, not even what I was talking about earlier. The video that I saw was um, going off, and this, the kid was standing up, and he was talking to a doctor slash scientist of, like, genetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was basically, the kid was trying to say how you can't gender somebody, you know, right at when, they, when they're born. And the doctor's like, that's bullshit. Because no matter how you look at it, and you pick the kid up and he's got a pair of balls and a penis. Yeah. And you pick the kid up and he's got a pussy. And then if it has two, well, it's transgender. You know? You're able to... No, no, no. If it has two, it's hermaphrodite. No, I'm sorry. It's hermaphrodite. But again, it's your, the main gender qualification is your it's a visual basic infection. Yeah. What the kid is saying now is because we have DNA, we have to, you know break down the chronological well, order I think that's different though. Like, you know that show I Am Jazz mm-hmm. on TLC? And it's like about this transgender girl. And, um, you know, so obviously she was born with a female, but she's a girl. And so I think that's, th- these cases are more, uh, I'm more empathetic to and unique. And I couldn't imagine what it would be like to live through that. What I'm more concerned about is people who just say, I, I, all my physi, my full physiology is male. Like, you know, transgender women will have breasts and a penis. No, but I'm saying a regular guy who, who just says, I feel like a woman. Yeah, let's see. And that's so, oh, uh, example, Kardashian there. What, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> well, he went all out. What's his name again? I don't even know. People listening to me. I don't even know. But uh, it's because I don't follow that shit. In my mind, the whole thing with celebrities and whatnot, I follow celebrities as far as movies goes. Hey, you make a good movie, blah, blah, blah. But for celebrities that legit haven't done anything to like, nothing but provide stupid fucking information, stupid shows that it's a way to literally grab money from the fucking the common person more or less. Uh, I just I don't believe it, like the Bachelor and the fucking you know all these senseless fucking shows or um, uh, I can't remember that show. Uh, 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 Caitlyn Jenner, what show was Bruce Jenner? Okay, so mm-hmm. before the operation, sorry to just yeah. get back on topic. Before the operation or the trans whatever. Uh, before he switched, it was Bruce Jenner, okay? What are we showing me here? 
Okay, female athletes with naturally high testosterone levels face hurdles under a new open world. Well, there you go. Right there now, they're, they're wanting to take it to the Supreme Court of the Olympics to basically say, well, this is bullshit. Because, like, you're a woman. You're born this way. Yeah, you're born that way. You didn't alter your thing. But they're not transgender. This is born of naturally high. Yeah. But again, um, the kid also, the video I watched, you know, Oh, sorry. This is more. This, this video I'm thinking of is more women's rights. Um, semi falls into that kind of kind of category. I completely believe yes, women should be getting to an extent the same as a man. If their job title is the same. Uh, the whole thing was they're complaining of the lack of women placement in higher profile like. We're winding down here, almost at the 30 minute mark. We're going to wrap this up soon. I want to make one more point about this Caitlyn Jenner thing. Okay, so this social justice warrior thing has gotten so out of control that Bruce Jenner won the Olympic medal, okay? That's before he was a woman, Caitlyn Jenner or whatever. But now, apparently, if you refer to him as Bruce Jenner winning the medal, that's a faux pas. You have to, it's like, refer to him as Caitlyn Jenner won that medal. Like, like you want to overturn history or something. And the problem that's bothering me with these type of things is he wasn't born with female attributes. He wasn't born transgender. He decided to be a woman. He feels like a woman. That's great. But I don't think people that just decide that they feel like women should be able to compete against Men should not be able to compete against women. And vice versa. You know? And I think that's where the issue is. I want to move on from that real quick. I want to end on this weird transgender note. Thank you, everybody, by the way. This is the Senseless and Sentless Podcast. I am your boy, Big Sean C, a.k.a. MC Sin. Host with the most. Um, Let's end on a positive note. you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. 
best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.